Welcome back, Cincinnati sports fans. This is going to be an exciting episode. A weekend full of fun for all of you Bearcats fans out there, which I would imagine is all of you, but uh, there might be some Xavier fans in there. We're not really sure. Yeah, why are you here? I mean, we appreciate you listening. We do. We do, we do. But still. Yeah. So it's fine. Let's talk about the headline of the weekend. The headline of the weekend, the Cincinnati Bearcats, ranked number seven in the country, walked into Notre Dame Stadium in South Bend, Indiana, came out with an 11-point W over the Irish. Huge, huge must-win statement game for Cincinnati that, for you know, that everyone in college football is saying, oh, well, if we're going to take Cincinnati seriously, they got to beat Notre Dame. Well, guess what? We beat Notre Dame. Yeah, we did. Beat Notre Dame. And yet some people are still trying to downplay the win. Yeah, yeah, because they're all like, oh, we're not a like top four, you know, your core four that the college football playoff is like, oh, they're going to make us money. You know, Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Oklahoma and Oklahoma, the Clemson yeah. and the like, yeah. Anyone that isn't SEC or like a select Big Ten school. Blue not, blood or whatever. Yeah, you're not going to care. And, I mean, let alone, I think this is the biggest game in – UC's history, I mean, I've heard it everywhere. Uh, I was watching, or watching, listening to Mo Egger's show on uh, ESPN 1530, and they were talking about the game, and they were like, biggest biggest game. And every everywhere on Twitter, I have seen everyone agree. So it's I at least from Cincinnati. I don't know that it's the biggest game, but I would say it's the biggest win. Yeah. Biggest uh, win. Yeah. Because biggest game, you could argue, was the Sugar Bowl, the Orange Bowl, or the Peach Bowl. True. I, I, you could argue yeah. those three are our biggest games. This was our no doubt our biggest regular season game. Yeah, uh, definitely. Pri- prior to that, I'd probably say it was the 9 Conference Championship game against Pitt, which yeah, that was technically uh, a regular season game. But because of the way the Big East was, and actually I think it was college football in general, wasn't it? At that time, there were no conference championship games. It was just... Just regular season game. It was a regular season game that, yeah. I, it, was it was just the last regular season game of the... Right, probably. right. Or at least that's how it was for the Big East. I can tell you that much. I know that's how it was for the Big East. I think this was before college football had conference championship games dedicated to the conference. Yeah. Uh, either way, I would say that was probably the biggest game, biggest regular season win, uh, biggest road win. Definitely. Uh, and since that, actually, no, you know what? I take it all back. Really? Let me think about this for a second. Because the implications of that game, you went to New Year's Six Bowl. But... You also had the 2006 win against number seven Rutgers here in Nippert. That was a significant win. Mm-hmm. And not that we went to a big bowl game or anything like that that year, but really big regular season win. But also in 1999, when the Wisconsin Badgers came and visited Nippert for the first time in history, Cincinnati handled business against Heisman candidate and eventually the Heisman winner, Ron Dane, who was one of Wisconsin's most notable running backs in all of history. That was a big regular season win as well. Yeah, there's a lot of contenders. Yeah, there's. It's hard, it's hard to pick one. There, it, it, yeah, really, there are. But I mean, without a doubt, easily this is the biggest regular season win Cincinnati has ever had on the road as well. Nonetheless, on the road at Notre Dame in a very hostile environment, but it was. It, it sounded like Nipper. It yeah yeah you know, like I I listened to a little bit of the Bearcast broadcast. I listened to uh, ESPN fifteen thirty WW whatever it was on. And, I mean, I could hear Bearcat chants louder yeah. than Notre Dame. And I was like, oh, all yes. right. Yes, 
Yeah, there were sure. there were a huge. I mean, you go back, and I swear, the more I watch the highlights, which I've only watched them thirty times now, <laughs> I've only watched it about thirty. I mean, literally one day, I probably watched it four times just because I can't stop listening to Mike Tirico and Drew Brees just oh break down the biggest game we've had in our, you know regular season history. <laughs> no big deal, but I mean, the more you look at the footage, the more you're like, oh my god, there's a lot of red in there. There was a lot of red, and, and to the left of us, we were. Uh, in the um, in the west press box, um, so the opposite of where the TV cameras were. Um, yes, they have two press boxes in their name uh, because money. Sure. Yeah. But we were in the opposite press box, and our fans, uh, you know how I don't know I don't know how many of them there were. I'd say there are probably a good three thousand of them there. The, yeah, the vast majority of them were to our left in that upper corner on our side of the field on Cincinnati's side of the field, which again was opposite of the TV cameras. Uh, there were a good number of fans there and man, they were so loud. Sometimes I could barely hear myself through my headset. <laughs> I could barely hear myself think like they were loud. And one of the officials after the game said to one of our coaches, I don't know who it was said, quote, I have never seen anything like this. And I think he's, a, I don't know if he meant, I think he meant in Notre Dame. Stadium. I think he meant specifically at Notre Dame. Yeah, I, re- I remember seeing that exact thing. There was, it was a quote on Twitter, and uh, it said that one of the officials came up to a coach and was like, I've never seen anything like this in Notre Dame Stadium. Yeah, that's what it was specifically Notre Dame Stadium. Yeah. It was, yeah. If it was, like, if it was all of college football, that would that, be That sure. would be a little insane. But, like, I mean, yeah, it, it's Notre Dame. Notre Dame's notoriously, you know, whatever, sometimes good. Uh, not to be whatever, but, like, I mean, it's a valid statement. It's, yeah. It's a huge thing to have so many people on the road follow a team, be that committed, and then show up and have an entire, like, quarter of the stadium be red. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, you look at even away from, like, the main Cincinnati section, there were, like, subsections within Notre Dame yeah, section. it was, like, sprinkled. Yeah. It looked like Christmas. And Yeah, that's that's exactly how <laughs> I described it on the broadcast. Yeah. It looked like Christmas Day with all the red yeah, and green. It felt like Christmas Day. It was, yeah, it, it did. <laughs> After that win, it felt like Christmas Day. 24-13 uh, to 13 was the final for that game. We look at the passing. Desmond Ritter, man. man. 19 of 32 for 297 yards, threw for two touchdowns, had a completion percentage of almost 60%. And he ran for a touchdown, too. And that, that running touchdown sealed the game for Cincinnati. Uh, little did we know. Now, they, they, <laughs> it was 17-13 it was to 13 before he scored that touchdown. But that touchdown sealed it. And, you know, yeah. there was still a good chunk of time left on the clock when he scored that touchdown. It was like four or five minutes. We've seen crazy things happen in college football. The game oh, was yeah. by no means over. By no means was it over after Desmond Ritter scored yeah. that touchdown. Little did we know it actually was. Yeah. It was over at that point. But Desmond Ritter, I mean, you look at the you go back to the quote he said last week. Mike Den offensive coordinator Mike Denrock said, "Hey Des, you know this Notre Dame Stadium, man, it's going to be real loud." And what did Desmond Ritter reply with? Not for long. Not for not for long. Yeah. He said it ain't going to be loud for too for long. long. I remember the exact quote, but it was essentially just not for long. Not for long. And boy was he right. He was and he <laughs> backed it up. Man, let me tell you, I can't, I can't tell you how happy I am that he backed that up because that's bulletin yeah. board material right there. Mm-hmm. There's not much of that in Cincinnati football history. There's not a lot of bulletin board material that players have said that went on to be, like, legendary. I mean, you're going to hear about it on College Game Day. I want Saturday. a shirt that says that. 
Like something not going to be loud lines. for long. Yeah, something that just references that. Like Barstool Cincy, if you're listening, put that on a shirt. That somewhere. you know what? That would actually be phenomenal. Put it on a shirt. I want to see it. I'll buy it. I'll buy that shirt immediately. Yeah. Heck yeah! Don't, don't care how much it is. But Fine. through through the first quarter, though, both teams were actually scoreless. Yeah. Uh, and then Cincinnati popped off in the <laughs> second half. Yeah. Uh, Seventeen to nothing, uh, and that was the score at the fir- at the end of the first half. That was the first time. I don't remember who their opponent was. But that was the first time Notre Dame had failed to score in the first half. See, now I can't remember if this was if this was just at home or if this was period. Hmm. It was one of it was one or the other. It was either one at home or it was in general hmm. since 2011. Huh. 2011 was the last time Notre yeah, Dame got good. shut out in the first half. Again, either that's through all games or that's something at home. I think it was at home specifically. I think it was specifically at home. Because yeah. I think they had to have gotten shut out in, the, in like the first half against Clemson, probably in, in like the college football playoff the, in twenty eighteen. See if that's accurate. see if you can pull up those stats. But college. Either way, first time Notre Dame's been shut out in the first half in a very long time. Um, I and I said this on the broadcast. I can't put it into words just how amazing that was to be there to witness that uh, in person. You know, it's one thing to watch on TV. It's one thing for the event to happen. But to be there at Notre Dame Stadium in South Bend to witness it happen was incredible, to say the very, very least. Very fortunate. And by the way, Notre Dame's campus, absolutely gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful campus. If you ever get the chance to go there for anything, go. Go look. It is beautiful. And let me tell you, South Bend, Notre Dame Stadium really – it really feels like a shrine to football. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it it's amazing. It, it you can feel the history in that stadium. You really can. It's really cool. Um, in terms of rushing, though, Jerome Ford didn't have like any by any means an amazing game, but nonetheless had crucial runs that got first downs and and moved the sticks and you know got us second and short or third and short situations that ended up being critical conversions. Um, so Jerome Ford, despite the fact that he only had 17 attempts for 67 yards and he didn't have a touchdown, he had some runs that played that turned out to be very, very crucial oh, in this game. Yeah, definitely. Averaged 3.9 yards per carry. That's pretty dang good. That's pretty darn good. Uh, Ritter, of course, was the second leading. Uh, he was actually the only other rusher for this game. Uh, he had 10 attempts for 26 yards. Again, Desmond Ritter doing it with his feet, scoring a touchdown at the end of the game. Uh, I mean, that was... Just an incredible performance from Desmond Ritter all around. Um, receiving, I mean, man, Alec Pierce had himself a game. So oh, did yeah. so did Leonard Taylor. Leonard Taylor had a Alec great game Pierce as well. Beast, dude. I and I'm not trying to. I bring this up a lot, sort of, or at least I feel like I do. Sort of. But I kind of predicted no, Alec Pierce's uprising. I think we talked about this in a yeah. previous episode. <laughs> we probably did. <laughs> I and, think we did and, like week two or something. Yeah. And since day one, since his first start against UCLA back in 2019, he has been the 50-50, one-on-one, go go up and get it guy. We've seen that. He made a play against UCLA in 2019. That was a 50-50, go up and get it ball. And it was a complete pass. It was his first ever pass attempt, and he caught it. And it was a 50-50 ball that went probably 50 yards and he's always just been that receiver. And and it's been amazing. In this in this game against Notre Dame, six catches for 144 yards, the longest play being 45 yards, and the average was 24 yards <sighs> per catch. 
Nine targets. Yeah. Man. He was targeted nine times with six catches. Makes Notre Dame look like a just nobody team. Yeah. Desert Ritter tearing up Marcus Freeman's defense, man. Yeah. And a little bit of revenge there, honestly. Yeah. And here's the thing. Despite the score, Cincinnati, you know, you might say, oh, well, they didn't score. Which, by the way, they didn't score in the third quarter either. Yeah. Uh, But... That was partially because Cole Smith missed two field goals. Yeah. That was, that was, you have to remember, Cincinnati didn't just stop moving the ball. It's not like the offense was stifled. It's just that Cole Smith wasn't making kicks. Yeah, if we had made those kicks, we I think we would have hit the over-under. It would have been 30-13 to 13 had, the, had uh, yeah. Cole Smith made those two field goals. Yeah. That would have been, I mean, I think uh, that's an even bigger statement. Uh, yeah, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. You have almost three times the amount of points that Notre Dame does. Literally. So so had Cole Smith not missed those two field goals, you win 30-13, to potentially. Yeah. But... You do that thing. Yeah, Leonard Taylor had himself a game, like I said earlier. He had four catches for 70 yards. Um, He had a couple very, very... He had one touchdown catch. He had two very, very big, deep plays. Um, He averaged 17 yards a catch, his longest being 36 yards and he again he had a touchdown michael young the notre dame transfer had four catches for 36 yards easy there my bad foot call on the chair 44 catches for 36 yards no touchdowns but had an uh a long the longest play from scrimmage for michael young was 19 yards and he averaged nine yards per catch um and actually he was targeted four times and he caught the ball four times yeah so hey how about that so yeah, I found the stat for Notre Dame, uh, the 2018-2019 uh, thing. Uh, they scored three points in the first quarter against Clemson, and then got shot out the rest of the game. <laughs> okay, so they did score in the first half. Yeah, of they game. they kicked the field goal instead of Clemson, so it was tied three three at the end of the first quarter, and then the second quarter they scored twenty. Clemson scored twenty, and the game was over. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching that game in my hotel room in DC when we were uh, there for the military bowl that year. Mm. Um, Trey Tucker had two catches for 34 yards and a touchdown. Longest play from scrimmage was 27 yards for him. His average was 17 yards per catch. Yeah, touchdown. Um, yeah. He did have a touchdown. Um, the ball was actually it was an interesting play. I did not think that was going to be a touchdown when I was watching that play live. Because Desmond Ritter threw it behind Trey Tucker, and Kyle Hamilton was guarding Trey Tucker. And I'm thinking, oh, no. That <laughs> ball got underthrown. But Kyle Hamilton... Sort of got set up by Trey Tucker in the way that Trey Tucker was running. He made him. He kind of made him overrun. He made Kyle Hamilton overrun him, and the ball got on the throne, which just you know he tried to one eighty. Kyle Hamilton did and tried to swat it away, but he just fell to the ground and Trey Tucker just boom right into his arms and I mean that just strolled that's just smart just strolled into the end zone. So I don't know if Desiree Ritter did that on purpose, but I don't know. But we're gonna pretend like he did. And say we're just gonna say ball. he did. <laughs> We're just going to pretend like he did because yeah. it, it counted. I, I did not think that was going to be a touchdown. I was caught on. I was caught off guard of, of that being a touchdown play, but unless I didn't see it, I just heard it. So yeah. to me, he caught it and it was fine and nothing was weird about it. So what do I know? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, man, and 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 Cincinnati did a great job on defense. They did. Overall, sauce. I love Sauce. Sauce Gardner had an interception. Give, give me that. So that was that was the first. That drive. was the that was the first drive for yeah. Notre Dame. First drive, you see, 
made their statement. And Notre Dame like, was moving hey, the ball. They, they were, were in the red zone. They were pretty deep in the red zone. Yeah, they were on, I think they were on like a seven. And then they, they he got hit. Yeah, he got Jack, hit. Jack Cohn got hit. Yeah. Uh, Darian Beavers applied the pressure on that yeah. play. Who, by the way, he had a massive uh, monster game as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the pressure, the pressure got applied there, forced a bad throw. And then we saw it happen again. Yeah, both both interceptions were pressure, which I mean, I'm not going to complain. It means we're getting pressure of the quarterback. Yeah, it means they not only were they getting pressured, but they were getting hit. Yeah, they were literally in the process they, of getting yeah, smacked. They got hit, so I mean, you know, in their mind, they're probably like, "Oh, go throw it away." Get, yeah, no sack. Interception. Well, I think what happened was he was in the middle of it. They were just in the middle of their throw. Yeah, and then they got I, hit. Yeah. Not so much that they were trying to get rid of it. Again, listening to the game, don't right. really know. That's also fair. <laughs> so I, I have a slightly different perspective. Right. But, you know, I, I'll believe you You were there. The <laughs> second time around, it was Tyler Buckner, who threw the backup quarterback, who threw the interception uh, for Notre Dame. And he was over 2. I kind of feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was pressured by MyJ. MyJ made a fantastic <laughs> move on the defensive line. I mean, it was, it was brilliant. He tried to attack the outside of the line. And then as soon as he realized he wasn't going to win that battle, he dumped, he disengaged from his guy, let his teammate essentially block three guys at once, and then just went around the formation of four guys, three Notre Dame players, three offensive linemen, and one Cincinnati defender, who I think it was Curtis Brooks. And he went around to the inside of the pocket, and then he, I, when I say he smacked Tyler Buckner, I mean I, he bodied. I'll have, to, I'll have to go look that up again. Watch the highlight watch the video. Again. Watch the highlight I watched the condensed highlights, so oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch the full ones. And then the ball was intercepted by Deshaun Pace and run back to the six yard line, where Cincinnati ultimately scored Mm -hmm. their uh, first their first points or their first touchdown. It was the first. Uh, Was it the first points? Let's see. Let's see. I can't remember if it was the first points or the first touchdown. I feel like it might have been just the first touchdown. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was the first touchdown, because second quarter twelve oh nine three plays eight yards. That lasted a minute. It might have, no, you know what? No, I think it, it. I think it was the first points. Let's see. Because I'm pretty sure the next time Cincinnati went to score a touchdown, there was an ineligible receiver call. No, it was first touchdown. Okay, it was just the okay. Mm-hmm. So Cole Smith had already kicked the. No, the field goal came after. So it went interception, touchdown, and then CUC gets the ball back, field goal. Okay. Okay. So yeah. yeah. So they were the first points of the game as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. So, t- both. Yeah, they were both of them. Okay, yeah. all right. Just wanted to... You weren't wrong. Right. Technically. <laughs> yeah. You just thought it was a field goal first, but it's fine. Yeah. Still one. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, hey, oh, well. Uh, I mean, in terms of rushing offense for Notre Dame, Cincinnati allowed 28 yards rushing. Wait, seriously? Hold yeah. on a minute. 28 yards. No, I'm sorry. 84 yards. 28, you saw 28 attempts. 28 attempts. 28 attempts. 28 yeah. attempts, 84 yards. <laughs> Kyron Williams was held to 45 yards on 13 attempts. He was a Doak Walker Award semifinalist, mind you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Doak um, Walker Award semifinalist held to 45 rushing yards. Listen. And, a tu- and he did have a touchdown, though. The defense is just something else. We're just good. Very I, good. I love our defense. Mike I, Tressel has done a phenomenal job. Yeah. Like I, like I said a while ago, I'm a defensive guy. I love the defensive plays. So when y'all hold them to 84 yards, hold a former award candidate to 45 yards. Not even a candidate, a, a semifinalist. A semifinalist yeah. for a 
an award for, you know, running, that's insane to me. Yeah. And I'm going to get excited. That I... I love I love defense. I was also a defensive end in high school, so that also <laughs> does it. But man, if if the defense keeps this up, I think I'll just die a happy man at the end of the season. I'll, I'll be fine. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to pull up some of the defensive stats. Um, I'm trying to find where Cincinnati is in terms of total yards on the season. So on the season yards per game, Cincinnati's given up about 412. In terms of total yards, well, oh, wait, I'm, wait a minute, I'm sorry. This is offensive stats. That's not right. I need to go to the defense. Yeah. Let me, let's let's change that. Let's go to defense <laughs> here. Uh, in terms of yards per game, no surprise, Georgia leading with 177.8 yards per game. Yeah. They've, they've through five games, they've allowed less than 1,000 yards of offense. Georgia? Or you see? Georgia. Huh! Lord. The best defense in the country. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I'm gonna say Georgia's gonna beat Alabama. Oh, it, oh! I'm not, I, 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 I picked Georgia to win that game. Easy. Yeah, Georgia, Georgia's got. Maybe it. not easy, but uh, uh, it'll be. I don't know, I, but I think Georgia will win. That that's just that's my statement. I don't know why, how much, but Georgia's gonna win. Yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> Cincinnati's given up 1,200 yards through the season through yeah. four games. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty darn good. Yeah, that doesn't seem that bad. That is pretty I, good. I, I like that stat. I like that stat. Let me go ahead and switch the Ooh, speaking of category Georgia, here. Georgia yeah, Cincinnati is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Ranks 7th in terms of total defense huh. in the country. All right. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. I'm, I'm happy to be a Cincinnati fan. I'll say that much. <laughs> yeah. Top 10 defense. In the country, and actually Houston's right behind us at number eight. How about that? Houston, mm. of all teams. I'm going to go do a little digging on Through five games, they've actually allowed just slightly more yards than Cincinnati has. Granted, Houston hasn't played. I, I really don't even know who they played, to be honest with you. I, I'm not trying. Not that. Uh, I'm trying to find it. But uh, either way, Cincinnati's defense played phenomenal. They really did. I'm very happy. Played uh, very, very well. 84 yards rushing. And 257 yards through the air. So really only giving up about 350 yards less than that of total offense in one game. That's pretty good. To a Notre Dame team that's, you know, to Notre Dame. Yeah, Let's to just, Notre Dame. To, to, just, to just say, to Notre yeah. Dame. Pretty good. I mean, Cincinnati's offensive stats, they didn't have that many more yards than... Uh, than um, so 341 for Notre Dame, 386 total yards for Cincinnati. Pass yards, 297 for Cincinnati, 257 for Notre Dame. Uh, Cincinnati didn't have more, like only had only five more rush yards at 89. Yeah. Um, in terms of penalties, Cincinnati was five for 25. Notre Dame was seven for 51. Notre Dame was, had that was kind of big. Notre Dame had a couple false starts. Yeah, they did. Which is crazy. I think that's partially in, in their because, home turf. It kind of just yeah. blows my mind. Yeah. Like, you'd think they'd be comfortable, especially since a team that they probably thought was like, oh, we're going to run all over these guys. I'm like, no, we stomped you guys with, with, a, stu- with a student section almost, yeah, right? Yeah, pretty much. Like, that's that's what it sounded like. Yeah, it was loud. It was very loud. Yeah. First downs, actually, Notre Dame led the way with 19 to Cincinnati's 16. Yeah. Third down conversion was really not that great for either team. Cincinnati only converted two third downs out of 11 attempts. 
Notre Dame had six first downs uh, for 17 attempts on third down. Yeah. Cincinnati was one for one. They only had one fourth down attempt. Um, that was the Desmond Ritter quarterback sneak right up the middle mm-hmm. for about a yard gain. Yeah. Uh, and then Notre Dame was two for four on fourth down. Um, total plays run, Cincinnati had 62 offensive plays. Notre Dame had 74 yards per play. Cincinnati had 6.2 to Notre Dame's uh, 4.6. Yards per completion, 15.6 to Notre Dame's 11.2. I mean, we were just more efficient. Yeah. It always interests me to see the possession times for each team because I'm like, you know, I'd feel like I'd expect the winning team to have more, but they always have less, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like they just get on the field, get it done, get off, and the defense kind of just lets it eat the clock. Pretty much, yeah. I See, I'm struggling to remember when this when our second fumble came in the game. I remember Desmond Ritter's fumble. As he was backing up, he was being pressured. I remember that fumble. But I can't remember the second fumble. We had two. Apparently. I only see one in the plays. That's strange. Yeah, I only because see, the like f- in the play-by-play, I only see one fumble, like, headline. It was... Uh, Look for the second one. Yeah, or, or the alleged second one. Looking for the alleged second one. Where is I don't, it? I didn't, I, I, I legitimately don't see it. I don't either. That's weird. ESPN, what are you doing? Well, it, this is the stats broadcast, the live broadcast. Your stuff. That happens during well, I'm the I'm looking game. at the, like, the recap stats, essentially. Uh, I don't know what you're looking at. This, I'm looking at the – it's called the stats broadcast. It's a, it's no. a live uh, updated no. stat sheet okay. that happens during the game. It's, it says that we have two fumbles, but I legitimately cannot recall fumbling the ball twice. I remember fumbling it once. I don't remember Let's Cincinnati see. having two turnovers. Well, both Hubers had a recovery, and then it says team fumble recovery or fumble lost, whatever that means. And then Desmond Ritter had one fumble. Huh? What does it mean when a team fumbles the ball? I don't. What does that mean? I don't know. Hmm. Because the only because I remember that fumble with Desmond Ritter, and I remember the fumble on kickoff. Chris Tyree. Yeah, that one. I remember that. He moment. muffed that kick, yeah. yeah. He muffed the kick and then... Two interceptions the for Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know. I, I really don't second know. Turn, what was that second turnover? What are they talking I about? I really don't know. That's weird. I haven't seen it in the highlights. I don't remember watching a second turnover happen. Clearly it wasn't important, I guess. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, let's see. Notre Dame interception. Notre Dame interception. Punt, 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 punt. Touchdown, punt, 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 punt. End of half. Missed field goal, downs, fumble, UC, punt, punt, missed field goal, UC, touchdown, touchdown, downs, end of the game. What? What? I, I, don't, I don't recall that. Either way, anyway. I'm pretty sure Cincinnati only had one turnover in that entire game. I, I think so, too. We're just going to I don't know what that, stick with that second fumble That's is That's what about. we're going to believe. I, I'll, I'll, if, if, we, if we need to correct ourselves, we'll correct ourselves on next week's show. But I don't remember there being a second fumble. But great win. Huge win. win for Cincinnati. Absolutely. I mean, this is shaking up the college football world. Cincinnati is now yeah. number five in the country, with the four teams ahead of them being, in this order, Alabama, Georgia, Penn State, and Iowa. And Iowa and Penn State play this weekend. So and once... Iowa and Penn State play this weekend. Uh, yeah. And so if Cincinnati wins. Yeah. 
If and if, if it is a twenty nine point spread against Temple, yes. which we'll get into that game here in a minute. Yeah. If Cincinnati wins that game, which they should, they should knock on wood. Knock on wood because it's Temple. Temple always gives a fight. Yeah. They always do. Always. For do some not reason. do not count out Temple. On, don't count out any team. We're in yeah, conference don't ca- play. Don't count out any team. All these teams are looking to just knock us off. Yeah. Precisely. Probably Co- especially SMU, just yeah. because they're also ranked right now. Yep. UCF too. Yeah, definitely but, UCF. I mean, but still, like any any unranked team is has a bounty on our heads and is like just aimed it. Like yep. the, the red dot is on our foreheads right now. They're looking for it. They're looking for that shot. But we made it through the gauntlet. We Cincinnati did. made it we through did. the gauntlet. They have, we have made a statement for ourselves. We are favored to win it every single game. Mm-hmm. Every single game the rest of the season. You just At have to win. At least by 75%. Or you more. just have to win. Yeah. Which is a lot easier said than done. Mm-hmm. A lot easier said than done. For sure. Uh, but actually, I need to... I screwed up. I forgot to pull up the upcoming stats for the Temple game. Uh, I which have... We, uh, bits of it up. Okay, let's see. So Cincinnati has a 97.7% chance to win according to ESPN's Football Power Index... Not really a surprise. I mean, it's a home yeah. game for Cincinnati. Yeah, wear black. Um, wear, yeah, wear black this weekend. It's a I blackout. Right now. It's nip at night. It's going to be a great time. It's on a Friday. Yeah, it's a Friday, Friday night, night game. Uh, there's only a few other games happening that night, um, which we'll get to here in a minute. Yeah. Um, there's a couple. There's some games on tonight as well. There's a couple games on. Yeah, Houston and uh, Tulane. Houston and Tulane in some American action. Actually, mm-hmm. Houston's leading 14 nothing with 12.38 left to go in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually first and ten. Uh, Tulane's got the ball at their own twenty-seven. Coastal yard Carolina and Arkansas State. Yep, Coastal's leading that game ten to nothing. Fifteenth ranked Chanticleers leading Europe. Arkansas State. What was that name? Chanticleers. Chanticleers. Never heard their actual name. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> I've I've only known them as Coastal. That's yeah, all I got. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now I know. It's basically just a giant chicken. That's pretty much nice. what it is. I respect it. I respect <laughs> you, Coastal Carolina. So the spread is twenty-nine in favor of Cincinnati. Um, the over-under is 54. Are you taking the over or the under? Uh, I'm actually going to take the under, believe it or not. Yeah, I'll take the under. I I, I feel like it'll... They're going to score early, and they're going to score frequently, but I don't think they'll hit the over. I don't think so either. I I, I think if the defense plays as well as they played against... Uh, it, or, I feel like it'll look like Miami game. Yeah. Or the Murray State game, where... That's what I'd say. That's what I think. It'll just be... A relative blowout. They may hit the over, but I doubt it. I, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, if they do, I'm not going to complain. No, yeah. I mean, it's not like we have money on the line or anything. So no, I, don't, I don't bet. I don't have the money for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I wish sports gambling was legal in Ohio. but no, uh, I'll just go over to Indiana or where, wherever it is actually legal. Temple's offense has 27.4 points per game to Cincinnati's 38.3. Points allowed. Temple's defense has given up 30.2 per game to Cincinnati's 14 and a half. I think that stat is just insane. Yeah. Like, that's insane. Like, like I like I can see the, like, you know, pass score, like, Cincinnati's last five. Opposing teams scored 14, 7, 24, and 13 in that order. Like, Miami, Murray State, whatever. I think that's just insane. Especially yeah. against Iowa and Notre Dame. Yeah. Huge. Temple is coming off a win fresh against uh, a fresh win against Memphis, thirty-four to thirty-one. Yeah, that was a th- actually a pretty good game. Uh, also for this game, Dewan Mathis, the quarterback who transferred from Georgia, who actually was the starter for a couple games um, at Georgia in the twenty nineteen season, will not be starting this game. The last time I checked, he was hurt. 
Uh, instead, actually, it'll be Justin Lynch hmm. who took over after Mathis was injured at Rutgers. Huh. Uh, the six-one freshman, two hundred and ten pounds from Chicago, Illinois, played at Mount Carmel High School. Uh, he will be the starter for this game, wearing number thirteen for the Owls. So it will not be Dewan Mathis. So how I mean, could this affect their offense? Because let me let me let me finish with this. He came out after Dewan Mathis got hurt and threw a pick six on his first attempt. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, I mean it says Mathis is active. Don't know if that means he'll play. I don't know either. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out. I guess we will find out, but last I saw, he was hurt. Yeah. I mean, um, I guess it'll. we'll just see if this Lynch is a true freshman or not. Yeah. I mean... I guess we will find out. But... Uh, we'll see. We'll make, a, we'll make a final score prediction on that game at the end of the show, as we always do. Sure will. Uh, so we'll actually go ahead and take a look around college football right now. We Yay. already mentioned the two games that are happening right now. The Coastal Arkansas State game is happening over on ESPNU. <laughs> go check that out. If you're already not, Houston's playing Tulane on ESPN. Houston's leading that game 14 to nothing. Um, a couple game, few games tomorrow night, including our game against Temple. Uh, also at 7 p.m. on the CBS Sports Network, Florida International is taking on Charlotte at home. Once again, that game at 7 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. Also, Stanford travels to number 22, Arizona State, at 10.30 p.m. kickoff Ooh. on ESPN. Could be a good game. Stanford yeah. fresh off that win against uh, Oregon. Yeah, upset Oregon. And that's I mean, huge. Yeah, the the college football this season is just weird. <laughs> it's so weird. So many teams that you just wouldn't expect to lose are losing. Oh, it's, yeah. It, I mean, it's interesting. Don't right. get me wrong. I love it. I love upsets. Oh, huge yeah. Huge upset guy. I love but weird years. What in the world yeah. is going on? I don't know if you remember the 2007 college football season. Uh, I... How old was I in 2007? I think it was like five in 2007. So I, I was I seven, and I remember that year because it was one of the weirdest years in college football. Actually, no, it wasn't the weirdest. It wasn't one of the weirdest years. It was the weirdest year in college football. The amount of teams that were ranked, uh, um, sorry, the amount the teams that were ranked as high as they were. I mean, heck, Kansas and Missouri played for the Big Twelve Championship. What? Kansas almost went to the national title game, and so did Missouri. What? Yeah. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding. That's insane to me. Kansas won the Orange Bowl that year. What? Kansas was one of the best football teams in the country. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Uh, That was Nick Saban's first year in Alabama. Huh. What do you know? You know who they lost to at home? Who? ULM. Ooh. Alabama lost to ULM at home what? that year. That's crazy. Yeah. 2007 was a nutty year. The number two oh, team in the man. country lost, lost like three or four straight weeks in a row. USF oh. was ranked number two in the country at one point. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. They lost to West Virginia on the road. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy freaking year! Lord, like like there's a video on YouTube about how crazy that year was in college football. Watch it later. Watch it. That's crazy. How did that year start? Appalachian State travels to the Big House and beats Michigan. That's That's, how that was that year. That is how that year started. Oh, okay. So it was a good year. It was a great year. Yeah, phenomenal year in college football. And guess who ended up playing for the national title game? Who? LSU and Ohio State. Oh, it was that year? Yeah. Oh, okay. LSU was a two-loss national champion, the first in history. Huh. Crazy. Interesting. That's just a load of... They lost two triple overtime games. One to Kentucky and one to Arkansas. I... 
Speaking of overtime games, I just watched a video last night. I forget who LSU played, but it was later in the 2019 season, like their championship season uh, with Joe Burrow. They lost 74-72. to Nope, that was the previous year. That was the 2018 oh, season. Oh, yeah, that year. Whatever year that was. But like, I watched that. I was like, wow. That was at Texas A&M. The final score yeah, of that Texas game was 74-72. to I remember I was watching that game. I was actually at a Friendsgiving that night. Huh. And I remember watching that game, and it was just back and forth and back and forth. Yeah, and I'm I, like, what I mean, is going on? Yeah, like, it, I mean, they went into like eight overtimes. Yeah, it was insane. It, it was, it, it, part of that prompted a new rule in college football for overtime, and it was crazy. That that was one that, fun that was the, game to watch. I think that was the highest scoring game in college football history, besides Georgia Tech. Right, beating Cumberland two hundred twenty-two to zero. Yeah, whenever that was. But Way that, back. That, in the that's 90s. a whole different thing with different stipulations. Yeah. Whatever. So, either way, that was before yeah. you knew who Joe Burrow was. Um, <laughs> yeah. They went to the Fiesta Bowl that year and beat UC undefeated UCF actually. Mm, yeah. Uh, and also, let's let's take a look at some of the games on college football in college football going around the, uh, this Saturday. You had the Red River rivalry. In Dallas, number six Oklahoma taking on number twenty one Texas. That is a noon game on ABC. College game day will be there. Give me Texas in give this me, one. Give me Texas. I'm taking Texas in this one. Mm-hmm. I just for whatever reason, I, so, I I don't think Oklahoma's as good as their ranking indicates. Something tells me it's Texas. I, now Texas could pull a Texas. They could pull a Texas. But I don't I mean, think they will. Oklahoma Dallas. has not looked that good. Yeah. And I mean, it's also in Dallas. I feel like that has something, some uh, sort of thing, maybe. Not really. It's in the Cotton Bowl, which is always half crimson, half orange. It's oh, okay. Well, never mind them. <laughs> it's <laughs> it really. I don't think the atmosphere makes that much of a difference because it's pretty. Not it's pretty fifty fifty. It is fifty fifty in that. Well, stadium. yeah, because I mean, Texas and Oklahoma are pretty close to each other, so I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, for that trip to be made. Big game. I want to go to the Red River rivalry one day. I would love to go to that game. But uh, give me Texas in that game. Maryland travels to Ohio State. Maryland looked like garbage against Iowa on Friday night. Uh, Give me Ohio State in that one easy. Michigan State does travel to Rutgers. Oh, by the way, that Ohio State game is at 12 p.m. on Fox. Uh, Michigan, number 11, Michigan State travels to Rutgers, 12 p.m. on the Big Ten Network. I'll take Michigan State. Michigan State, yeah. And how about this? Uh, The two teams who just played number one and number two, respectively, Arkansas, or no, actually not respectively, technically. Sort of the opposite. Uh, Arkansas, who played Georgia, played number number two Georgia, Mm -hmm. is taking on Ole Miss. Yeah. Give me Ole Miss. You take Ole Miss in this one. I do. I I actually don't disagree. I think Ole Miss has a better offense. I think they will overwhelm Arkansas's defense. I I believe that to be the case. I I do want Arkansas to win this game, actually, believe it or not. Because I want to see Arkansas, like, have a really good season. Um... It's just weird. It, it's so nice to have Arkansas in like the top ten, the top fifteen. Like it's just nice to have yeah. that. To have that. Um, other games: West Virginia travels to Baylor. Baylor's only got one loss. West Virginia's not a bad team. That game's at twelve p.m. on FS One. Oh, I'll take Baylor. Yeah, I'll take Baylor. Yeah, I feel like it'll be a close game. I think it Definitely. will be too. Number two, Georgia travels to Auburn. Jordan Hare Stadium, number two, Georgia, taking on number eight, Auburn, 3.30 p.m. CBS. I mean, give me Georgia. Give me Georgia. Their defense is too darn good. Yeah, just give me Georgia. Too darn good, but we have seen crazy things happen. We have. We have, indeed. I think it'll be a close game. 
Definitely, yeah. I think. Because, I, I mean, we're in conference play for literally everybody now. Yep, everybody's, everybody's in, in conference. conference play now. So, this is when all the crazy things are going to go down. Oh, yeah. Uh, not technically a conference game, but it kind of feels like it. Boise State travels to number 10, BYU. That is a 3.30 game on ABC. Our lovely independence. Give me BYU, just because yeah. it's a home game, and, and I think BYU is a really good team this yeah, year. Yeah, BYU. As much as I don't like BYU. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Undefeated number 19, Wake Forest, travels to Syracuse at 3.30 p.m. That game on ESPN2. Syracuse can do some pretty crazy stuff at home. True. But give me the Demon Deacons. Yeah. Yeah. Give me Wake Forest for that one. Chris Paul went there, fun fact. People forget. Number 24, SMU travels to Navy. Navy's fresh off that win against UCF. Uh, that uh, game is at 3.30 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. I'm going to take SMU. Just, Give me just, SMU. Just because, I mean, their offense is kind of insane. They're, I mean, I was telling you earlier, Tanner Mordecai, 24 touchdowns already in the season. Yeah. First in, I believe, the, just the AAC, but I mean, like, what do I know? I guess he could be first in all of college football. Yeah. I don't know. That's a lot of touchdowns. Number 14, Notre Dame travels to West, or excuse me, Virginia Tech, 7.30 p.m. on the ACC Network. That, that's going to be a fun game to watch. First of yes. all, you want Notre Dame to win that game. Yeah. You need Notre you Dame do. to win that game if you're mm-hmm. a Cincinnati fan. You want Notre Dame to have the best season that they can from here on out. Yeah. You need, you absolutely need them to, to keep that a statement win over Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to make a pick in this game. I, I I just It's in Blacksburg, so that's a really good test for Notre Dame. Yeah, it is, definitely. I could see Notre Dame just getting absolutely rolled in this game. I really could. Yeah, I would agree. Number 9, Michigan travels to Nebraska at 7.30 p.m. on ABC. Uh, Nebraska's uh, still Nebraska the last time yeah. I checked. So I mean, as much as I hate to say it, uh, I'd give Michigan. <laughs> I'm going to go Michigan on this one. They got a real chance to beat Ohio State this year. They do, and I I don't know if I hope they do or not. I'm going to be real. I hope they do. Well, okay, we need we need Michigan to lose one game. Yeah, we need them to That's lose fine. just one. We need them to lose one game. We need to lose Ohio State. Oh, well. Oh, well. Keeps the rivalry going. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, LSU travels to number 16, Kentucky, fresh in the rankings. Kentucky coming off that win against number 10, Florida, at yeah. home. 7.30 p.m. on the SEC Network. Uh, give me Kentucky again. It's yeah, a home I'll, game for Kentucky. They're I'll fresh off Kentucky. a win against Florida. I'm gonna take Kentucky. In I'll this take one. Kentucky. I, and I mean, as much as I hate to say it, I LSU's in desperate need of some help. Oh yeah. I don't know what kind of help, but definitely something. I don't think Ed Orgeron's gonna be around for much longer. I don't think so either. That's why. As sad as it is to say, I love the man. Yeah. I love the man. Great guy. I'm not even him. an LSU fan, but I love the man. I'm only an LSU fan because of Corey Kiner. That's, That's also fair. That is also fair. <laughs> That's why I'm following him right now. It was Joe Burrow, and now it's Corey Kiner. Now it's Corey so. Kiner. Right. Uh, oh, well. Other game, number one, Alabama travels to uh, College Station to take on the Aggies. That game is at 8 p.m. on CBS. Oh, two CBS games. That's interesting. Cool. Um, interesting. Texas A&M, fresh out of the top 25. Mm. After coming off a couple of years where you thought maybe they would go to the playoffs, or yeah. especially last year, but yeah. give me Alabama, easy. Yeah, Alabama. Yeah. That's an easy pick for me. All hail Saban. Oh, yeah. So that's really, I mean, there's American play. Memphis travels to uh, Tulsa. That game's at 9 p.m. on ESPN2. You wanna, you wanna, I'll take Memphis on that one for you sure. You want to talk about uh, number three, Iowa, and number four, Hunt State? Where, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I Did I skip over that game? Yeah, where, Penn where did State you... goes to Iowa City, Iowa, takes on number three. Why is that not listed on here? I don't know, but... 
That's there. Oh no, I did. I, I did skip over it. I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Tickets as low as $225, if you're wondering. It's actually not bad. No, it's not. That's really not bad for that game, yeah. yeah. So, Penn State travels to Kinnick Stadium, 4 p.m. on Fox. Uh, give, me, give me Iowa. Iowa looks very like a very complete football team, and it's in Kinnick Stadium. I, I don't see Iowa going down just yet. I mean, either way, I think I'll be fine, because that just knocks one of them out. Right. I do think Penn State... Might pull through. Really? Because I'm a... That division of the Big Ten, I just stick with. I love that division of Big Ten. Okay. Like Penn State, Ohio, Ohio State, whatever. But I do think Iowa will put up a fight. I think it's going to be a very close game. Give me Penn State by seven. Really? I think. Okay, that, so that, I was I was in the West. Penn State's in the East, yes. correct? I am, I am an East fan. So we could see these two meet in the Big Ten title game. We could. Potentially. Yes. That is definitely a possibility. I see it happening, actually. I think that'll happen. I, I think, think it'll be Penn, Penn State-Iowa Big Ten Championship. That'll be a fun game to watch. A rematch in, in, sure in, in uh, Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. I'll, I'll be watching that one. That's the game of the weekend right there. Oh, yeah. 100%. That is the game of the weekend. I mean, Arkansas and Ole Miss will be a good game. There's lots of good games on this yes. weekend. It's not, as good, good it's not as good as last weekend. No. Well, actually, last weekend kind of turned out to be a fluke a little bit. Ole Miss got stomped. Yeah, Arkansas got stomped. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it it was still a good weekend in college football, but I mean, at least for the Bearcats. Yeah. So yeah. every weekend is a good weekend in college football. In my yes. mind, college football season is the best time I, of the year. I would agree. It's like the holidays, except it's not actually a holiday. It's just, uh, just fun. Yeah, you know. it's just a bunch of fun. So that's all the th- that's all the games that are coming up in college football this weekend. We'll go ahead and talk about the Bengals win against the Jacksonville Woo-hoo! Jaguars on Thursday night. Who day? Who day indeed? The Bengals pulling out the win after being shut out in the first half. Yeah, that, I mean, you should go watch the uh, Joe Burrow mic up. Oh, I, I haven't seen it yet. I've it, seen parts good. of it. I, you know what? I'm going to open that tab right now. <laughs> I'm not going to play it, but I'm just going to pull it up so I can watch it later. I forget something that he said. He said something like, I don't know, something Joe Burrow y. He said, put a ball in my yeah, hands he said and that. it's over. He said that, and they did it, and they won. <laughs> Put the ball in my hands, and it's over. And yep. it was. It was definitely That's over. a Joe Burrow moment. Yeah. I, that R- is why... R- Ritter and Burrow. What, what's going on? What's going on, guys? Come I know. Some you guys are just awesome. <laughs> suddenly, I want... You know, I really want Joe Burrow to show up to a UC game. We just should one. spam tweet him. We hey, should. Come to a UC... What, what if? Okay, I'm, here. I'm, I'm listening. College football game day. Comes to UC. They bring Joe Burrow bring as a Joe celebrity Burrow. guest picture? They bring Joe Burrow. But they could bring Travis Kelsey. Both. They can't do that. But like, I wish. I mean, either way, they could. I love Travis Kelsey. Huge fan of Travis Kelsey. What if they brought on, like, Kenyon Martin or, like, Ooh. who could they bring on? Let's see. They could bring on, like, Steve Logan, Kenyon Martin, Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey. You could bring on Kevin Euclid. Derek Wolf was a uh, defensive end. Yeah, he was a Bearcat, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Kevin Huber, technically. Kevin if Huber, even, to. potentially. Uh, trying to think who else. I mean... Why not all of them? Just all Sandy Koufax. Them. I don't yeah. know, man. Bring them all back. All, every you? single one. Oh, man. That, see, that's... Okay. I'm excited for the possibility... I am very excited. I of, saw that. Of like, game day coming. And I've been to game day twice. If you're a college football fan, it's it's a must-see, must-do thing. At least once. I, it is fun the first time. I will make a sign. 
you have to make a sign. Oh, if you go to College Game Day and you don't make a sign, it's like lame. sacrilege. You're lame. Yeah, make correct. A sign. It, I've made I made one sign the first time I went. That was the Ohio State Penn State game in 2017 when Penn mm. State was number two in the country and came to Columbus. That was a phenomenal game to be at. Um, and the second time I went, I was the UCF Cincinnati game in 2018. That mm. was in Orlando. I had a flag with me. So and it actually got posted on our social media too. Nice. So I got I got a hey, little bit of cl- hey, I didn't get tagged, but I got a little bit of clout. Hey Barstool Cincy, if you're hearing this right now, I would love a flag. I'll wave it like a maniac on college football game day. I'm just saying. Then I'll hang it up in my room. I want a flag. I really want one of those flags. You really want one of those flags? Yeah, I want one of the UC Barstool flags. They are, they do look pretty cool. They're awesome. They do them. look pretty cool. I love but, Barstool Cincy. You but uh, and anyway, so so the possibility of college game day coming here is, is awesome. Yeah. Uh, anyway. but I'm I'm excited about who they're going to pick for celebrity guest picker. That's going to be really cool. Yeah. But but back to the the topic anyway, back that to, we back to the pros. Back to the bungles. Um, more like the I don't know what to call them. That's not that. But you know they're winning. They're three and one, tied for first in the AFC North. The balance has been restored. Finally, so Pittsburgh is in the bottom. I'm actually having a bit of fun watching this Bengals team. I am. I'm... They they struggled against Jacksonville in the first half. Trevor Lawrence put on a bit of a show. Two touchdowns in the first half. Um, Trevor Lawrence actually was 17 for 24 and 204 yards. This is a 2019 championship game matchup rematch, by the way. Yeah. Uh, or, well, I guess it was a 2020 championship. Whatever. Either way, 20, 2019, 2020 season. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Joe Burrow won again. Um, not to anyone's surprise. Yeah. Uh, Joe Burrow was 25 for 32 for 348 yards and two touchdowns. Whew. Man. Uh, all of these stats. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, so actually, I take it back. Um, he did not throw. Trevor Lawrence he, did not throw for he, any touchdowns. Yeah, he did not have a single passing. He had one rushing. One rushing touchdown for Trevor Lawrence. There were three rushing touchdowns. Yes, they all. They were all. Rushing. They were all on the ground. Yeah, two of them came from uh, Robinson. Judge, what's his James Robinson? James Robinson. Yeah. Thank you. I can't see their first name on ESPN, which I really hate. He had 18 carries for 78 yards. Joe Mixon had 16 carries for 67 yards and a touchdown. Um. Joe Burrow just, again, had himself a game. Tyler Boyd ended up being a critical, critical difference. I mean, talk about... Or, or C.J. Uzama, I'm Uzama sorry. Uzama was... Uzama... The, I mean, so did Boyd. Boyd had... I mean, right. He was nine, for, nine receptions, 118 yards. But right. But, like, Uzama, if I could... Uzama had that out. touchdown play. He had two touchdowns. He had two touchdowns he in that game. Touchdowns. Yep, he had two touchdowns in I that play. I was listening to that game, too. I like to listen to games. I'm, I'm weird. That's but, fair. I mean, Uzama, five receptions, 95 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, like he came out. Yeah, big and his second touchdown was really big too because that yeah. second touchdown, Joe Burrow was on the run. Mm-hmm. Uzama saw that, ran back across the field, helped out Joe Burrow, and it turned into a touchdown. Yeah, good awareness by CJ Uzama on that play Great. to help out his quarterback and to also to score. That yeah. that that was a critical touchdown. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati scored thir- fourteen points in the. Third quarter and 10 points coming in the fourth quarter. Of course, that uh, last three points coming from Evan McPherson, who has a second game winner on the year. The rookie out of Florida, who, if you remember back to the 2018 season, or was it 2019? I think it might have been 2019. One of those two. He posted a video of him kicking a field goal at a Gatorade bottle. It's probably it's probably about a 30-yard oh, kick. Video. Yeah. That's, he, he unscrewed the lid, didn't he? He unscrewed the lid yeah. with the football. That's Evan McPherson. Okay. That was him. So we have a cool kicker. So we have a pretty cool kicker. Yeah. And then accompanied by in the AFC North by Justin Tucker, who he casually kicked a 70-yarder pregame versus the Broncos. Yeah. Just, he just kicked casually it. Casually put in yeah, 70. He just, he just kicked it. I'm like, 
okay. Yeah. Sure. And he had the lo- now he has the longest uh, in, in NFL history, longest field goal in NFL 66. history against the Lions. Yep. Sixty-seven yards. Oh, the walk off, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sixty-seven yard walk off. <laughs> I remember. I I was actually uh, listening to the Bengals game on the radio on the way home from Hyde Park Country Club, where I was working on Sunday. Uh, that or that Sunday. And Dan Horde had updated and said, hey, here's what's going around the NFL. You know, Lamar Jackson's got the ball with, like, two minutes left against the Lions, the Lions and they're, you know, they're at whatever point on the field. And I was like, yeah. oh, that, you know, that game's not over. But, man, I was not expecting it to end on a 67-yard field goal Joe, from yeah. Justin Tucker. I would have figured it would have been, like, I don't know, Lamar Jackson runs in the end zone because that's what Lamar Jackson does. Now, Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker, 67-yard bomb. Great. I mean, that is that is really impressive. Yeah. That, that's his, That's literally history. Uh, in the making. In terms of third down efficiency, Jacksonville was 6 for 12. Cincinnati was 5 for 9. Um, fourth down efficiency, Bengals didn't go for it on fourth down at any point. Nope. Uh, the Jaguars ran for it twice, only got it once. Uh, both teams actually ran 55 plays. Yeah. Total yards. Nice, cool. Total yards, 420, nice for Cincinnati. Uh, 341 for Jacksonville. Um Actually, Jacksonville had one less drive than Cincinnati uh, from nine nine of the Bengals to Jaguars eight, um, and and just a great second half performance from the Bengals. I mean, their first drive was, you know, out of the gate was it was a good drive. Yeah, Evan McPherson misses first field goal of his career. That was okay. We were like, oh, you know, it's bound it's to happen. Okay. You're good. It was bound to happen at some point. We're used to it. It's fine. It sucks that we came away <laughs> with no points. It's okay. But little did we know, we would come away with no points for the whole first half. We still love you. Still won. Still won. That's what matters. Jacksonville had two penalties for 10 yards. The Bengals had six for 38. Urban Meyer lost his mind. Urban Meyer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Lordy. If you've, been, if you've been living under a rock, let, let me, let, let's, let's inform you a little bit. Yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, Urban Meyer has probably lost a lot of trust. Uh, oh, in no, he did. All of it. All of it. All yeah, of not it. not a lot of trust. He lost all of it. All of it is gone. If you didn't see what happened, he was at an Ohio bar, I believe, in Columbus. Really? Um, That's where that was? It was an Ohio bar. I believe it was in Columbus. That's crazy. By the way, he didn't hop on the team flight home to Jacksonville. Huh. He did not hop on the team flight home, or so I heard. And he also canceled uh, Monday's team meeting Huh. after the game. So... Or after that video surfaced. If you didn't see the video I just mentioned, what happened in the video was there was a young woman at a at this bar. Blonde. Sophomore in college was what was confirmed. Are you kidding? I think so. Okay, see, I, I didn't... I don't know if that's actually accurate because... See if you can figure that yeah, out. I mean, Go ahead and try to pull that up. Either way, digging. looked like a college girl. Didn't look any older than 21, really. That's all of the. That's all of the history. <laughs> the first one's Urban Meyer, and then Urban Meyer video, Urban Meyer wife, Urban Meyer bar, bar video, Urban Meyer news, Urban Meyer restaurant. Yep. And, and <laughs> oh, that right there man. is all you need to hear. This poor man. He was sitting on a bar stool, and actually, there's tons of pictures of him with this girl and stuff. And he was sitting on a bar stool, and there's a video of this girl, like kind of grinding on his leg. Yeah, that's that's what and it says in the headline. He is sitting there. He's not doing a thing about He's it. Taking it in. He's not doing a He's thing about it. it. And or something. It, it was. It was like, huh? Huh? You're an NFL, co- huh? What are you doing? What are you? It was literally like a "what the heck are you doing?" moment. Yeah. So I just. It didn't make any sense. And that video surfaced, and now there are 
all kinds of questionable to Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer won't be in Jacksonville much longer. No. Uh, I can tell you that much. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy what's going on with him right now. It really is. There's tons of memes coming out, and they're amazing. Oh, gosh, oh, the yeah. memes are great that are coming out. But nonetheless, Urban Meyer is in um, what we would call hot water uh, to say at this point. Um, but either way, Bengals get the win 24-21 to over Jacksonville on Thursday night football. And um, I know you're still trying to find that information. Yeah, I can't find it. There's, yeah, that's there's okay. There's no actual age like announcement uh, you know what maybe they want to keep that confidential probably that that seems like a smart media thing to do i, I think so i think just for the girl's sake i mean not that people can't figure out who she is in a matter of seconds yeah, there's there's there are multiple videos of it oh yeah multiple yeah and it's 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 insane what's going on right now like none of the players respect urban meyer anymore you can tell shock there's all kinds of quotes and all kinds of information just coming out on twitter the memes uh, on twitter are phenomenal they are great let me just they say are they are great. funny they are very very funny uh, but with that, anyway, the Bengals play the Packers at home. They are at seven, home for the Bengals. They are seven and six against the Packers. Yeah, which I did not know actually. I just found that out today too. Yeah, same. I was like, oh, yeah. I think that was saw that on Instagram or something. I saw it today. on something. I think it was Twitter. Probably Twitter. Probably Twitter. I don't know. I'm on Twitter way. a lot more than Instagram. Uh, the Bengals do take on the Packers uh, this weekend. Uh, they give the Packers a 53% chance to win according to ESPN's Football Power Index. Uh, but the Packers are 3-1, and one, the Bengals are 3-1. and one. The Bengals are 2-0 and oh at home, and the Packers are 1-1 one and one in away games right now this year. Yeah, we'll see. I, I don't know. And this is also a big one because uh, T. Higgins, Jesse Bates, and one other guy are supposedly, fingers crossed, coming back. Supposedly. Supposedly. I hope they do. I really hope they do because, you know. That would be huge. That would. That would give them a better shot at, you know, winning and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Um, Comparing the two quarterbacks with Aaron Rodgers and Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers has thrown 80, or excuse me, 124 pass attempts, has completed 80 of them for 897 yards, eight touchdowns, and two interceptions. Joe Burrow, 107 pass attempts, 78 completions. 988 yards, 9 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. Comparing the running backs, Joe Mixon's got 83 carries, 353 yards, and 2 touchdowns. And is that Aaron Jones? Is that, is I that believe his, that's is that Aaron Jones. First name? I, again, I can't Aaron see Aaron Jones. It. Okay. Yes. That was a bit of a guess, and I somehow got it right. Uh, Aaron Jones, 56 carries, 206 yards, 2 touchdowns. I think Joe Mixon actually is the highest graded running back in the NFL right now. He's a darn good quarterback. I remember jo- when he... Joe Mixon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, running back. Yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. Like, sorry, sorry, sorry. I was thinking he, running he was, back and I said quarterback. He's secretly a quarterback in his uh, yeah. pastime. Uh, Devontae <laughs> Adams and Jamar Chase at receiver are leading the way for the two teams. Uh, Jamar Chase with 17 receptions, 297 yards, and four touchdowns. Devontae Adams, 31 receptions, 373 yards, and one touchdown. So I would honestly say that right now this is a pretty fairly even game. It is. Um, I... I, I think it'll come down to the wire. Like I think it will. Like literally every other game it has. Yeah. So far this season. I think it will Besides too. Like Pittsburgh, but like. I see. I see this being a very. I see this being a game that is held to like three points. Yeah. Final score wise, I'll take the over, and it'll be by like three. Okay, so the over under is fifty and a half. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, you didn't say the over under. Oh yeah, the, the so, over under is uh, fifty and a half. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's why. Uh, I, that's why I was yeah, stating it. Yeah. 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 
So the over-under is 50 and a half. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the over by three. I'm well, going to take the well, under by five. I'm going to take over by three, Bengals win by three. Okay, got it. Well, the spread is three, actually, but it's in favor Ooh. of the Packers. So we were pretty on point, Yeah. relatively. Yeah. We're just picking the other team. Yeah. Uh, but we had a pretty we have a pretty good idea of you know, and it helps that the power I index. But look at the I think if you just gave me the player stats and the record of these two teams, and you know you said, hey, who are these two teams? And I didn't know, I'd be like, this looks like a pretty fifty fifty game. You know, it's a home game for this team. They're two and zero. Oh. This other team's one and one away. Yeah. This is gonna be a close game. Cause I'm I'm like I'm looking at their at the Packers schedule. They play the Saints, the Lions, the Niners, and the Steelers. They lost to the Saints. Yeah, who are not that great. The Jameis Winston Saints. Yeah, Jameis Winston. threw for five touchdowns, which blew my mind because I'm a Saints fan. I'm like, what in the world? Why are you starting Jameis Winston? Blah, blah, blah. blah. He blew them out 38-3. Oh, yeah. And I don't know. It's hard hard for me to pick the Bengals because I know the Packers and their reputation, how good they have been. right. But at the same time, I think the Bengals have a real shot. I think they do, too. They did struggle against Jacksonville, but I, I think here's why. They were coming off a pretty short week. You know, they only had five, day, five days to prepare yeah. for Jaguars. The defense was probably pretty tired. and you know, Probably. I, I think that's part of what happened. Like, you know, the defense didn't play that great against Jacksonville. Well, they, they played pretty okay. They played okay, they played but, okay. you know, they again, they came off a very, very quick turnaround. Yeah. Um, after especially, beating Pittsburgh on the road. Yeah, especially after, like, beating Pittsburgh by a sizable amount on the road. Yeah, on like, the road, yeah. It was 24-10. to 10. Yeah. Like, 14-point difference, like, it's fine. I, I feel like they'll be refreshed, like, obviously, they'll be refreshed since they didn't play Sunday, since they played Thursday night. I, I think we have a real shot. Yeah, I think they do, game. too. I'll take the Bengals in this one. Yeah. Not shocked that the Packers win, frankly, because it's the, I won't be either. Because it's the Bengals, let's yeah, be honest it's, here. Yeah, it's Cincinnati. Uh, so, with that, also, actually, the Reds' final uh, record was 83-79. and 79. They won their Two last one games, Yep, they did do that. Two games above 500. I, first of all, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I would say it's a step in the right direction. I think that's something that, you know, Cincinnati fans can feel, like, pretty proud about. You know, hey, our season ended the way we didn't end the way we wanted it to, but at least we had a winning record. Yeah, and we'll just see what happens next year. Hopefully they sign Castellanos. That's all I got to say. That's that's a really big hopeful. It is, unfortunately. But either way, go ahead and, Ethan, take us through some of the games that are happening in uh, high school football around. All right, well, I'm going to open this up and say that uh, Xavier is 51st in the country after losing by one point to... Trinity. Trinity, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rest in and peace. A, 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 a winless Trinity team. Yeah. At home. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry, sorry. Xavier was at home. Xavier's at home. Against a winless Trinity team from Louisville. Lost by one. And lost by it one was point. 33 to 32. Yeah. What? Yeah. Excuse me? What? Like, what happened? Xavier, I still picked. On. I'm still picking Xavier to win state. No, yeah. Xavier's still number one in Ohio, number one in Cincinnati. They're still but playing state. No way. What the not. heck, yes, man? What's going on here? What happened? Uh, Steve Specht, man. You got yeah. some questions oh, to answer. And I also want to talk about your Panthers. Uh, yeah. 59 to 58 loss, unfortunately. No, win. Oh, win. Yeah, duh. Win. My bad. No, they beat Moeller. I, I, I saw Moeller, and it was, it, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But they won by one point in the pit. It was a Saturday game, yeah. Saturday game. I I was, you know, I'd look up all the high school scorers and whatever because I'm always interested. And I look, and I'm like, oh, 
That's a that's a lot. They I think they were a little over on the over under, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was. I mean, two very two very big games within the Cincinnati Metro. Yeah, and and also I wanted to make a side note. I I, I completely forgot that game was happening, uh, because I I mean I had friends in my group chat, my group me group chat, like updating me about the score and stuff like that, and my phone was blowing up. I was too busy calling the you Notre Dame game to answer yeah. a group me, and by the time I opened the messages, there were like fifty of them, and I was like, I'm not gonna scroll through that. I don't care what it's about. Later found out it was actually about the Moeller, the Elder Moeller game, um, and according to one of my teachers, it was one of the best games he's ever witnessed in the pit. Uh, and he graduated from Elder in 2012. Interesting. And so he's seen a lot of football games in the pit. Yeah. Um, according to him, it's one of the best games he's ever seen. So congratulations to my Panthers for pulling out the yeah. win. Huge one there. All right, let's see here. We got Taft and Aiken at 630. I'm going to take Taft because, I mean, Aiken's not – yeah, I, I'm gonna also gonna take Taft in that one. I I just I don't I, I feel like Aiken's just not like a football yeah, school. They're, they're not doing that much right now. Yeah, so give me give me Taft. Yeah, I'll take Taft on that one. Let's see, Lakota East Oak Hills. Lakota oh, East. <laughs> Choke Hills. Yeah, Lakota oh, East. Oh no. I, oh, Lakota East by hundred. Yeah, honestly, uh, Wyoming Marymount. Take oh. give me Wyoming. I don't know why. Yeah, well, I'll take Wyoming. I'm gonna uh, take Wyoming in that one. That healthy Northwest. Ooh. Ooh. That, yeah, ooh, yeah. Oh, I don't uh, know. Uh, <laughs> uh, neither. Can we get a coin toss? It's a um, uh, tie. Hey, hey. Hey, Siri, flip a coin. Heads is Northwest. It's 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 heads. Northwest. So, head, so Northwest. All right, we're, we're taking Northwest cool. in awesome. that game. I'm not sure why my sound didn't go off. That was kind of sad. Anyway. Uh, Summit Country Day, CHCA. Summit. 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 CHCA is winless. Yeah, apparently. But so was Trinity, so I don't know. Well, you, you, never, you never know. You never know. Let's... So was Trinity. Uh, Taylor Redding. I'll take Redding. I'll take Redding in that one. I, 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 I know Taylor High School. I, I know people that went to Taylor High yeah. School, and it's Taylor football. Give me, give yeah. me Redding. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do this for my own sake. Valley View Franklin. I hope Franklin destroys Valley View. Uh, I'll take Franklin. I, me and Valley View are not friends. Uh, they won... Uh, 20, 2019 playoffs by a botched call by a ref. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Lakota West Middletown. I'll take Lakota West over that one. I'm going to take Lakota West in that one. Yeah. Easy. West Claremont and Walnut Hills. West Claremont. Yeah. West Claremont's Honestly, pretty good. They're a pretty good football program, uh, actually. I'll, I'll, I'll take West Claremont just because I don't expect a lot out of Walnut, even though... I they, never do. Like, Walnut has a better record compared to West Claremont. Yeah, but... but like, meh. I, I, no, I'm not taking Walnut. I can't pick Walnut. Uh, I won't do that. Mason and Fairfield. Oh, Ooh, that's actually a good one. Fairfield. I'm going to take Fairfield in that one, too. I'll take actually, Fairfield. Fair, they're both very good football programs, but... Uh, I think Fairfield's the better program, so give me Fairfield. I think Fairfield will do that one. Let's see. Elder and Ron Cali. I'm sorry, who? R-O-N-C-A-L-L-I. Ron Cali. I don't know where, where they're from. I, give me the Panthers. It's a home game. <laughs> give me the Panthers in the pit. Oh, they're maybe. from Indianapolis. Oh, okay. Ron Cali Royals. They're 7-0. and Oh, uh-oh. Okay, wait a minute. Uh, wow. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really have to think this. 
Because I have, look, I, in my time in Elder, I saw us upset the number one team in the country, Lakewood St. Edwards, my freshman oh, yeah. year. Number one team in the country. Not the state, the country. I'm going to see, let's see what, oh, that's, let's see what this team's ranked in Indiana right now. Yeah, if you can find their Indiana ranking. They are... Oh, that's tough because... They're ranked number seven in Indiana. Okay. Number six in Indianapolis. I... Uh, I can't pick against my Panthers. They're number one in Indiana Division 4A. Don't know what that means, but we'll pretend like I do. That's interesting. I don't don't know. Uh, I'm going to take my Panthers in the pit. I I can't pick against my Panthers at home. Honestly, yeah. I'm going to do that, too, just because I know how intense the pit can be. I'm going to hate myself if Elder (laughs) wins and I pick Ron Cali. So I'm picking Elder. I'll I'll take the loss if it turns into a loss. I'll take it. Got a GCL co-ed matchup here: Archbishop McNicholas and Carroll McNick. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know their records. Seven and zero McNick compared to Carroll's one and six. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, McNick. I, I see. If there, like, if there were a championship between GCL teams, it would. It's gonna be McNick and Baden because Baden's also undefeated. Oh, true. The top of the GCL co-ed is gonna be determined by the. McNick Baden game at the end of the season. How about that? Winton Woods and Turpin. Ooh. I'll take Winton Woods, actually. Very good D2 football program. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Winton Woods. Very, very good D2 football uh, program. Finneytown and Indian Hill, the Battle of the Public Schools. <laughs> My uh, mom's from Finneytown, so I'll take Finneytown. <laughs> I'm from Finneytown. I'll, I'll go ahead and rep Finneytown. Uh, Alter and Fenwick. Ooh. Give me Alter. Yeah, I'll take Alter, too. I'm going to take Alter. I got a friend that went to Alter. These are really crappy reasons to pick, but like, <laughs> uh, I I like my friends. Alter and I like my is mom. being the best team in the GCL co-ed, and they're two and five, which blows my mind. <laughs> it blows my mind to see this. We love high school football around here, right? It's the best. Talawanda and Edgewood. I'll take. I'll take Talawanda. Yeah, I'll take Talawanda. Too. I don't even know who the hell Edgewood Edgewood is. I'm gonna be honest with you. They're four and two though, compared to Talawanda's one five. I'm still gonna take Talawanda. I don't know why. I don't know either. Uh, Anderson and Milford. I'll take Milford, I guess. I'm going to take Milford in that one. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see here. Hughes and Western Hills. Oh, I got to pick my boys at Hughes. Let's go Hughes High School, Let's baby. Hughes. LaSalle and Xavier. Old GCL South. Oh, okay. That could be a really good game, considering that Xavier just showed that they are capable of losing. Yeah, I mean, apparently. To very bad teams, nonetheless. <laughs> apparently, yeah. Uh, is this a home game for Xavier? It is. I, I, I don't know. It's hard it's, to figure it's not out. Where, telling me. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> Actually, to figure out. Did you see yourself pulled up? Oh man. Okay. Yes. Yeah, no, it's at home. It's at home for Xavier. Yep. Okay. Uh, I think Xavier's going to come off uh, with a chip on. The, they're going to want one. They're going to want they'll, revenge, they'll, they're, and they're going to take it all. They're going to take it up against LaSalle. Give yeah, me the bombers. Poor, poor LaSalle. They're going to kind of get beat up. Deer Park and Madeira. Take Madeira. I'm going to take Madeira as well. Sycamore and Princeton. I got Princeton. I'll take Princeton Princeton. in that one. Easy. Okay, here's here's the one that's going to confuse me. Purcell and Bacon. Both 5-2, both to top of the Scarlet for the Miami Valley. I'm sorry, who's it? It's Bacon and... Bacon and Purcell Marion. I'm going to take Purcell Marion. I don't know. I'm going to take Purcell Marion. That's the thing. I don't know. One of my former teachers went to Purcell Marion. I don't know. I mean, I have to go with Bacon. Got to rep the Spartans. I, or I have to. Okay. But it's going to be close. I All think right. I think it's going to be close. Because 
Well, I mean, it sounds like it. Like the like Both the top thing, of the league. Because the thing that I want to reiterate is the fact that we are missing my class. Which, because, <laughs> I mean, our class had seven college commits. Not all of them were D1. The only D1 was Corey Kiner, but they all went to the next level. And sure, we have a bunch of lower, like, underclassmen and who are seniors now that are really good. They are a phenomenal team. I don't know how well they'll get it done without Corey Kiner, who's just not human. Okay. And just runs all over the field and does everything. So let's give me bacon by like three. I'm gonna take I'm still gonna stick with uh with um I'm sorry, who is it again? Purcell. Uh, yeah, Purcell, Purcell Marion. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm getting don't tired. Play. No, it's okay, me too. Uh, I also forgot to introduce us, by the way. I'm oh. Sean McMahon, joined by Ethan Herzog. Tyler Gilman's not here tonight. Had a frat event. Um, oh, well. If you don't know who we are by now, you haven't been watching the previous you're, you're, Yeah, you'll, you'll figure it out. You're behind. Way. I'll be sure to introduce us in the future. It's, right. That's something I always forgot to do. Yeah, it's okay. But either way, Let's we're still, we're here. We got Colerain and Hamilton. I'll take Colerain. Yeah, give me, give me Colerain. Easy. Harrison and Ross. Ooh. Ross. Ooh, that's a spicy matchup, actually. Ross. Maybe. Where is it? Can you find out? Can you see, can you see where that is? Let me see. Let me see. Ooh. Whole, uh, it's at Ross. Um, it's in the cornfield. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> give me Ross. Yeah. Okay. Norwood and North College Hill. Oh. <laughs> uh, Ew. Another battle of public schools here. Can uh, I just, like, not make a pick in this game? Let's, let's do another uh, coin toss. Coin flip. North me, uh, Heads is North College me, Hill. Let me turn up my volume so we can actually hear it. Uh, Heads is North College Hill. Pick a, flip a coin. It's Tails. Tails. Okay. Tails. So there you go. There's your answer. Cool. Awesome. Uh, Baden and CJ. Give me Baden. Oh Baden. Baden all day. Baden 7-0. I, I, they're, they're good. They're a good team. They, they could... Uh, they could run the table. They could. I think they will. Let's see. Let's wrap this up really quickly. Northport, Newport Central Catholic and Ludlow. Give me Newport. I'm gonna get, take Newport for that yeah, one. Actually, I got cousins that go to Newport Central Catholic or went to. No, actually go to, go to. I think that's it. I think uh, Henry County and Western Hills. <laughs> I don't know who Henry County is. I don't either. Uh, just give me Western Hills because I don't know who that is. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure, we'll go uh, with that. I'm going to scroll back up to the top just to make sure I didn't miss anybody. I mean, Goshen and Western Brown. I'll take Western Brown. Goshen's winless. Uh, <laughs> we'll take Goshen to get their first win of the season. Well, I'll hope for it. I, I like upsets. I really do. I love them. Yeah, that just about wraps it up over in the 275-ish loop of high school football. Yeah, and, and beyond, actually. Middle, yeah, and middle, beyond. Middletown yeah. was in there yeah, as well. True. Yeah, true. Middletown was um, not in the 275 loop. Yeah, but uh, this was episode five of 275 Loop. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. I forgot to do the normal intro I normally do, but that's all right. That's okay. I'll, I'll be sure to do it next time. Uh, Cincinnati Bearcats take on the Temple Owls tomorrow night at 7 p.m. That game is on ESPN. Uh, we will also be broadcasting that game, me and Tyler Gilman, and an unknown third person. I have to figure out who because apparently I'm a little short staffer tomorrow night, but that's all right either way. Go ahead and make sure you check out BearCastMedia.com. Listen to our live stream of the game tomorrow or watch it on ESPN like you probably will. Either way, we would love for you to be you know, to know that you listened. And if you're listening now, thank you for listening to tonight's episode of 275 Loop. Once again, the BearCats take on the Temple House tomorrow at 7 p.m. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this episode. And as always, go BearCats.